Whatever you are unwilling to become captain over, you will become a captive too. Now, I know that I said God has to be your captain, but you got to be the co-captain too. You've got to be, if he's the pilot, you're the co-pilot. He's taking the, God is the leader, but you're steering the ship too. You're flying the plane too. You have to make some decisions and you got to take dominion. You can't just let money just do whatever it wants in your life. You have to take dominion and tell it where to go. If you don't tell it where to go, it will go somewhere you don't want it to go by itself. Welcome back to Think Like a Champion, a podcast dedicated to helping you win in every way and enjoy every day. You know, God created you to win and God created you to enjoy life. He created us to truly enjoy life. But before we dive into today's content, I want to thank everyone who's written a review or shared this podcast on social media. Thanks for helping us expand our community of champions. That's what we're building. We're building a connection with champions and a community of champions. And a champion is is determined by the way one thinks. So that's why we can all be champions based on how we're going to think and how we're going to approach life in the mindsets of victory. So every post, every review, it really does make a difference in helping us reach more people. So thank you and keep sharing it and keep expanding this community of champions. And it begins with you. All right. So today I want to talk about money mindsets. Our content is all about money mindsets. I was going to talk about I was going to call it money matters, but I instead uh, thought I would call it money mindsets because money does matter. But more importantly, it's how we think about it that matters most. So our mindsets regarding money will truly determine our success or our failure, not just in the area of money, but in, in other areas of life as well. And so I, I really believe that we need to learn these money mindsets and learn to dominate in this arena of life. Uh, the other day, I was talking to my youngest son after a, a Sunday worship service. He was playing the keyboards. And afterwards, I was like, man, that was great. You did great. I'm proud of you. And he said, no, I messed it up and I made a lot of mistakes. And I said, well, of course, everybody makes mistakes. And um, there's no, no one ever gets through anything perfectly. And he said, no, but I remember the specific mistakes I made and that's not acceptable to me. I want to dominate. This is exactly what he said. That's not acceptable to me. I want to dominate. And I thought about how that mindset somehow got into him through the team around him, through his older brothers, through the worship team and the teams that he works with. And he has adopted this mindset of dominating whatever he's doing. And I was inspired by that. And I was and I said, whoa, that right there is the greatest lesson of all that that you discovered a desire to dominate. And I really believe that that word is an important part of our should be an important part of our vocabulary, dom dominance or dominion. You know, when God created Adam and Eve, he said, I give you dominion over the earth and over everything that creeps in the earth. He gave him dominion. He said, be fruitful and multiply and take dominion, which is really a form of dominating whatever area of life we're talking about. And so when it comes to money mindsets, we have to learn to dominate even though we make a ton of mistakes, like my son was describing, even though we all make mistakes, we have to have the right mindsets so that we can dominate our financial world. Now, 
how are we going to do that? And I'll get to some verses that will help in, in, encourage you and reveal to you how all of this is God's idea. This is not man trying to make up uh, the fact that we can dominate in life and in finances, but this was God's idea. But everything in life, I'll start with this concept, everything in life boils down to one truth. And I think once you get a hold of this, you start applying this in every area of life. But life is all about relationships. Life is all about relationships. Well, in business, it's all about relationships, developing a relationship with your client, developing a relationship with, with other business owners, develop a relationship. Uh, in family, it's all about relationships, right? Relationship with your spouse or your children or your parents. With, uh, with yourself, it's all about relationship. You have to have a good, healthy relationship with yourself so that you can have a healthy relationship with others. Or how about food as another example? We need to have a healthy relationship with food. So often, so many people are fighting with their food rather than having a healthy relationship with food. And that's another subject for another day, but we'll get into that. But we need to have a healthy relationship with our bodies as well and with our money. But all of that comes from being in right relationship first with God. You see, once your relationship with God is right, all of your relationships with everything else in life begins to fall in place. That the relationship with God is the head, it's the crown of your life. And from that relationship with God, all the other relationships in life flow. Now you think about, you might think, well, life isn't about relationships, it's about making money, it's about success, it's about this or that, or it's about uh, only salvation. Like you could look at it, you could, you could pretty much make a, try to make a case that there are some things that are exempt from this one truth that everything in life boils down to relationship. But there are no ex exceptions to this. The fact is, is that even at the job you work at, it's all about your relationship with the people in that business and your relationship with the people and your relationship with time. It's all about relationship. It's how we relate. So it's got to all trickle down from our relationship with God. So First Timothy gives us something very powerful about this in verse 16 through 18. He says, who alone has immortality. So the writer of to Timothy, Paul, the apostle is writing about our heavenly father. And he said he alone has immortality. He dwells in inapproachable light. He, uh, no one has ever seen him or can see to him be honor and eternal dominion. There's that word dominion because he created us in his image to take dominion in our lives. But he goes on to say in verse 17 and specifically instructs Timothy to instruct the rich. He said, as for the rich in this present age, instruct them not to be arrogant, not to be proud, not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with everything to enjoy. What a powerful verse. Now, listen to this again. He says, as for the rich in this present age, charge them and call them forth and commend them, instruct them not to be haughty, not to be arrogant, not to be in pride, 
nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. Now, he doesn't say instruct the rich to give up their riches. We should give of our riches if we're rich. We should give of what everybody should give of what, of what they have. But he, he specifically, he doesn't say instruct the rich to stop being rich. He said instruct the rich not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. So money can break. Money and your relationship with money can break. And the thing that you hoped money would do for you, that can break too. Or a person who is rich can go bankrupt and become broke. So that's why he tells us, teach them, instruct them not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with everything to enjoy. So really, when we talk about money mindsets, we need to realize, number one, everything is about relationships. And number two, we have to shift our mindset from putting our hope in money and put our hope in God. If you want a mindset that is going to be successful and is going to breed success, you have to shift your mindset from putting your hope in money and instead put your hope in God, who richly supplies us with everything to enjoy. So richly supplying us, generously supplying us is God's idea. Enjoying life is God's idea. He said he richly supplies us with everything to enjoy or he richly supplies us or provides for us with everything so that we can enjoy it. And then verse 18 goes on to say they are to do good, instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. This is some powerful instruction here when it comes to money mindsets. He says, first of all, you say, well, that's not applying to me because I'm not rich. But this is what God tells the rich. So if he's telling the rich, he's telling everybody the same thing, not to put their hope in this case, not to put their hope on the uncertainty of the riches they already have. And also for us not to put our hope on the uncertainty of the riches that we will one day have or could one day have. Don't put your hope in those things, but put your hope in God who richly supplies us with everything to enjoy. He supplies us richly with everything to enjoy. So everything that you need in life, God will supply you with and he he expects and wants and intends for you to enjoy it. So no one. So going back to these money mindsets, one everything in life boils down to this truth that life is all about relationships. And two, we must <clears throat> shift our hope on the uncertainty of money and shift our hope to the certainty of God, the one who richly supplies us with everything to enjoy. So no one is truly bad with money. They just have a bad relationship with money. This is the key. No one is truly bad with money. They just have a bad relationship. No one's truly bad with time. They just have a bad relationship with time. Whenever you're afraid of losing something, it's going to be a bad relationship. Even when you're afraid of losing a person in your life, you're afraid of losing that person. It, it creates an unhealthy uh, fear. The fear of losing someone creates a bad relationship, an unhealthy relationship. So we have to understand that no one is truly bad with money. They just have a bad relationship with it. 
and they're putting too much hope in it or they're giving it too much power over their life or they're not valuing it in the way that they should. So we're talking about money mindsets. So <clears throat> when you feel powerless over your money situation, it stresses you out. And this creates bad relationship with you and money and with you and everybody else in your life, too. So you could have a good you could have a good habit with money, like having a budget. But because the relationship with money is bad, the budget won't serve you. You will end up serving it. And the reason I bring that up is because our relationship with money in most of our lives starts from childhood. By the way, we're going to we're going to identify some of the wrong beliefs about money. And one of them is that that's something that we really shouldn't talk about. Uh, that we really shouldn't talk about in church, that we really shouldn't talk about with other people. Um, it's too personal. But in, in life, everything's kind of personal. And we have to talk about these things. And a church and a podcast, like Thinking Like a Champion, we need to address these topics of money and the mindsets that need to be guiding our money rather than the money guiding our mindsets. The mindsets need to guide our money. So our relationship with, with money started when we were... Um, very young. The beliefs that we have, studies have been done that show that by the time we're seven years old, we've formed our belief about money, whether it's good or bad, based on what our parents taught us, based on whether we experienced scarcity, based on a number of different things. And so there are many wrong beliefs that we grew up with that contribute to an unhealthy relationship with money, a toxic relationship with money, and how willing we are to interrupt those beliefs, to interrupt those mindsets and the narratives about money, how willing we are to interrupt those mindsets is what determines how successful we're going to be. Beliefs that you've been told or that you have been telling yourself for years how willing are you how willing are you to interrupt these mindsets because these are the mindsets that have to be interrupted these are the wrong beliefs the broken beliefs that have to be interrupted what are these broken beliefs and then we'll ultimately talk about healthy beliefs the right beliefs the proper mindsets of money but wrong beliefs about money like money's not that important or money is evil or rich people are greedy or selfish, or I'm bad with money, or I'm not smart enough, or I don't make enough. These are all wrong beliefs that go into our relationship with money. Or how about our, the money worship belief? Like the more money I'll have, the more happy I'll be. So that's really uh, idolizing money as the determiner of your happiness rather than your relationship with God determining your happiness. Or more money will make me happy or uh, my self-worth is, um, is the result of my net worth. And really, I believe it's the other way around. The, the higher value you have of yourself, the, the higher value that you see yourself as, the, the greater the value that you see your life is, is, the greater financial rewards or financial congruency, financial success will match your view of yourself. So a healthy self-worth will create a healthy relationship with money and it will cause money to end up in your life 
because you have a healthy relationship with it. Money doesn't want to be in the hands of the greedy. Money doesn't want to be in the hands. Money has some, 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 some soul, I think, if you can use that term in a, in a lighthearted way, but money has some soul. It doesn't want to be around people that are greedy. It doesn't want to be around people that neglect it. It doesn't want to be around people that crinkle it up and throw it in their pocket. It doesn't want to be around people that don't value themselves. It, money doesn't want to be around people that aren't generous. Money wants to be around generous people. Money is drawn to and attracted to people that are generous, people that are, their trust is in God, people that put money in the right perspective. They don't idolize it, but they don't minimize it. We have to be able to understand the balance of that. Don't idolize money, but don't minimize money. Money is important. And if it wasn't important, none of us would have jobs. If it wasn't important, none of us would start business. If it wasn't important, none of us would save money. If it wasn't important, we wouldn't, get the, we wouldn't be able to acquire important things in life without, without it. So the idea and the belief that it's not that important is really a, it's false. It's a lie. And it's really like a religious cover-up for unwillingness maybe to be generous. So the less you have, the less generous you have to be. And that's a really a wrong mindset. It should be the more you have, the more generous you should be. But you got to start out by being generous with what you got. So while there, we can go down so many paths with this, but how about this mindset? I'll start saving when I'm older. I'll start saving later. Another bad belief. Um, it, it's such a bad belief that people will save later. They want to buy now or play now and pay later. But if you play now and pay later, the price is always greater. If you, you can either pay now and play later or you can play now and pay later. But if you play now and pay later, the price is always greater. So saving now is better than saving later. And listen to these statistics because American household debt, just America alone, not to mention all the other countries that are dealing with household debt as well. American households carry a total of $17 trillion in debt as of the first quarter of 2023. And the average household debt is 101000 as of the end of 2022. And the average mortgage debt is 236000 now, having a mortgage and having a home is not necessarily ever a bad thing. I mean, it could be, but it's not necessarily. And having a mortgage on your house is not necessarily a bad thing either, because if it buys you the opportunity to pay rent to yourself rather than paying rent to somebody else who owns that property and you're just renting, it's way better to be able to build equity over the time period since you're already going to have to pay rent. So there's some healthy arguments about that that we'll really that we can get into another time, but for the purpose of helping you to see that debt is a real problem in the world and it's a real problem in our country. It's a real problem with people because we have a tendency to buy now and think that paying later is a great situation and it's not it's a terrible situation paying later is always paying a greater price that's why in first samuel chapter 22 i'll allude to this passage a few times when we talk about this topic and as, as long as we stay on this on this subject on our podcast about money mindsets it says everybody that was distressed and everybody that was in debt 
and everybody who was discontented came to David and he became captain over them. Listen to how powerful this verse is. So all these men that were distressed and discontented and they were in debt, they came to David and he became captain over them. So when it comes to money, and in this case debt, when it comes to debt and when it comes to money, if we want to get out of the debt and if we want to become dominant, if we want to dominate our financial life, then we have to come to some Davids. We have to find the Davids in life. We have to come to and learn from people that have already dominated in that area of life. We hear it all the time that who you surround yourself with determines who you become, et cetera, et cetera. And we've heard that ad nauseum, right? We've, we've heard that almost too much. But we do have to understand that David symbolizes God here. He's a king, and he's, or he's about to become king, and he symbolizes God in this passage of Scripture. When they were in debt, when they were in distress, and when they were discontented, they came to David. We need to come to God when we're in debt, in distress, discontented. We need to come to God, and it says he became captain over them. You know, while you're captain over your life, these guys in this case, hey guys, while they were... While you guys were captains of your life, this is what you ended up with. Distress, debt, and discontentment. When you became captain, of your, when you were captaining your life, you became distressed, dis debt, and discontented. But when you made David your captain, when you allowed David to be your captain, you got out of distress, you got out of debt, you got out of discontentment, and these men became the mighty men of David. And why am I sharing this with you? Because as long as you're the captain of your money, as long as you leave God out of your relationship with money and leave your relationship with God out of your relationship with money, you're going to be distressed. You're going to be in debt. You're going to be discontented. Even if you have money, you'll be discontented. Even if you have money, you'll be unhappy if God is not the captain. you got to let him be the captain of your ship. you got to let... It doesn't mean that you're irresponsible. It means that you're doing it God's way. You're, it means you're willing to, to steer the boat the way the captain wants the boat to be steered. When you do things God's way, you succeed. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God, which means put God first. Do things God's way. God has a better way than your way. While you were captain, guys, you became distressed, discontented, and in debt. When David became your captain, you conquered these things. You dominated. Listen, I want to ask you a question. Are you a captain over your life or are you a captive over, of, of your life? Is your, is your finances, are they holding you captive or are you being the captain of those things? Are you a captain or are you a captive? So many people are in bondage to finances and in bondage to to their fears and bondage to debt. Whatever you are unwilling to become captain over, you will become a captive too. Now, I know that I said God has to be your captain, but you got to be the co-captain too. You've got to be, if he's the pilot, you're the co-pilot. He's taking the, God is the leader, but you're steering the ship too. You're flying the plane too. You have to make some decisions and you got to take dominion. 
You can't just let money just do whatever it wants in your life. You have to take dominion and tell it where to go. If you don't tell it where to go, it will go somewhere you don't want it to go by itself. It's time to turn all this around. It's time to interrupt these mindsets and interrupt these beliefs with new beliefs. Okay, we have to interrupt these false beliefs, these mistaken beliefs about money with new beliefs. What are some new beliefs and right beliefs that we need to adopt in our lives financially? Well, we need to understand and believe that money is an amplifier of the heart. Where your treasure is, there is your heart also. Money is simply an amplifier of the heart. We have to get away from the belief that money is bad. Money simply amplifies what you believe. It amplifies the heart. So if your heart is focused on possessions, then your money will be focused on possessions. If your heart is focused on impact and making an impact, success is one thing, but impact is another. But if you want your money to become, if you want your money to make a difference in other people's lives and make a difference in your family's lives, you have to see that it amplifies your heart. So you have to have the right belief in your heart because money is simply going to amplify whatever you believe. Your money is just going to magnify what you already are doing, just magnify it in a bigger way. It's going to show up. If there's greed in your heart, then money is going to when it comes to money, you're going to find yourself in more and more greed. If there's love in your heart and you want to make an impact with the money that you have, you're going to end up with more. If you want to keep more, you'll end up losing more. If you want to give more, you'll end up having more. That's just how things work when it comes to the world of money. A money mindset is success is God's idea. That's a that's an important Mindset, success is God's idea. Impact is God's idea. Being blessed is God's idea. It's not some preacher's idea. A preacher may take it and put, you know, describe it out of proportion or may misuse it or mishandle it, but success is God's idea. Prosperity is God's idea. Abundance is God's idea. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal but I've come that you would have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. We already saw in that passage in first Timothy about how God will richly provide us with everything that we need to enjoy. If you're not enjoying life, then you're not, you haven't received all that God wants to provide. You should be looking to God to provide the things that he said and promised that he would provide so that you can enjoy your life. So we have to interrupt the wrong beliefs with these right beliefs, mistaken beliefs with correct beliefs. Like God wants you to enjoy things in this life. He wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to enjoy life. Enjoying life is his idea, including money. He wants you to have an abundance to do more with. Now, most people think to have abundance and to have more money I need to do more work. I need to accomplish more things. I need to do more things. And that's not necessarily true. It's not true that you have to have more money to become 
wealthy or successful financially. It's what you do with the money you have that determines the outcome. Remember how Jesus said, when you're faithful with the little, you'll be put in charge over much. But when you're unfaithful with the little, you will not be in charge of much. You see, when you start seeing that this is how it works, that God gave us dominion and God gives us the power to get wealth, Deuteronomy chapter eight tells us, we have to realize that it's not man's idea to be blessed. It was God's idea to bless you. It was God's idea for you to succeed. God's idea for you to prosper. God's idea for you to have an abundance. It's God's idea. The Bible says, and God had blessed Abraham in every way. He was rich because God blessed him in every way. Genesis 24, verse one. Abraham was a rich man because God had blessed him in every way. So truly being rich isn't being blessed just with money. It's being blessed in every way. That's the difference between God's version of being rich and man's version of being rich. Humanity's version, this world's version of being rich, this corrupt world, their version of being rich is having a ton of money and more money than you than your bills. God's idea of being rich is having an abundant life in in all areas. In third John, verse two, beloved, I wish that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Really, he's talking about three areas, the three dimensions of life. I want you to prosper in your whole body. I want you to be I want you to prosper in your finances and in all areas of life. I want to I want to I want you to prosper in your health, in your body, good health. And he says, even as your soul prospers. So the soul is the engine that drives everything else in your life. Now, we're just coming up on being right at the end of our our time here for this podcast. But I I want you to see this, that that if if you can get a hold of the fact that currency is God's idea, having currency is God's idea, being blessed is God's idea in. First Chronicles, chapter four, second Chronicles, chapter four, where it talks about Jabez, he went to God when he was suffering and he said, God, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and let your hand be with me and keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. He said, bless me to get me out of this pain and enlarge me, expand my territory. And the Bible says in the very next verse, and God granted his request. Boy, when we start seeing that it's God's idea and that God granted his request and it was God's causing, it was God causing Abraham to succeed. It was God causing Isaac to succeed. It was God causing Joseph to prosper and succeed in scripture to where he ended up being second in command of the whole world. And he saved the world from starvation because his relationship with God, his connection with God, his his value of God in his life, the, the place he put God in his life as first place, it caused everything in his life to prosper and everything in his life to get better and everything in his life to succeed. It doesn't mean that he didn't go through his storms. He was thrown into a pit. He was thrown, sold as a slave. He was 
put in prison for something he didn't, he didn't a crime he didn't commit. You see, that is a part of life. Those things happen in life. But God being with you is the greatest wealth and the greatest secret to your success. And when you acquire the appreciation for God's presence, you have found true wealth. And that presence will have a domino effect in every area of your life. And you will start dominating every area of your life. Well, thanks for joining me on Think Like a Champion. Please share this with someone who needs to hear it. Subscribe to our podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you to those of you who give. We believe in paying it forward here that if you are benefiting from this podcast, then give back so that we can reach more people with this podcast and with life-changing information and life-changing content. Go to lifechangerschurch.com give to make a gift donation, tax deductible, and of course, pay it forward for somebody else. And thank you for doing that. For anybody that does do that, thank you in advance. And for those of you who have done it and continue to, thank you, uh, past, present, and future as well. So until next time, be blessed. Walk in the true wealth and true riches of God, which is his presence and his promises, the greatest wealth of all. And I'll see you on our next podcast. Think like a champion.